Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity we have to hear the word of God through someone who knows you so deeply and who loves you so much and who is so faithful in his exposition of the scriptures. Would you prepare our hearts to receive the message you've given him through this text? And would you prepare our congregation as we look to the future? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, brother, and God bless you. Thanks for the introduction of Pastor Tim. Uh, Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to have opportunity to know you in CB and to share God's words today. I also feel honored to be invited to be the candidate of senior pastor at this time. Uh, 20 years, uh, 21 years ago, I came to Boston for my theological study uh, and joined CBCGP at that time. And since then, most of, us, of my service is related to CBCGP. After uh, I uh, finished my PhD in, uh, in uh, Scotland and came back in 2005 to serve as a pastor of CM, uh, at that time I was assigned uh, to preach at CM Sunday service once a month. One Sunday, after uh, one Sunday I preached, then after the service. Uh, uh, one CM member came to me. She said, uh, Pastor Pan, I wish you conclude your sermon with Christ and his salvation every time. So finish every sermon with Christ and his sa- salvation every time? I did not know where this, this principle came from and wonder is this the policy of CBCGB after I left for Scotland? Later I realized this is a model of a very famous pastor from his preaching. This pastor often concludes his sermon with Christ and his salvation. Maybe some of you know uh, who this pastor is. And this pastor has very great sermon every time and uh, build a very good church. Gradually, this format has become a model for many pastors when they preach. And this is why I received this suggestion. I respect this pastor too. However, I do not want my preaching in in the same format, format every time. I don't want to conclude my sermon with Jesus Christ and his salvation every time, not because I think it's not important, but because I think every sermon has its own theme, has its own development, so every sermon should have its own format. I don't want my sermon to be restricted in one single format. However, I do agree the concept behind that behind that. Uh, Format. The concept is Jesus. Uh, if we cannot work, then we just forget about PowerPoint. I think that should be fine. Yeah. The concept is okay. You are you are doing that. Jesus and his cross are the core of our faith. The cross of Jesus Christ has been the symbol of 
Christian church in the past 2,000 years. We are easily to see the cross inside and above the church building. The cross is its symbolic meaning. The salvation of Jesus Christ has been the core, and I believe is still and will be the core of our faith. We can find this message in every part of the Bible. This message also shows in the beginning of the first Corinthian we read. Uh, Okay, now it works. A Bible scholar called Ruth and Paul, he wrote a study guide of 1 Corinthians, and he named the title of his book, A Problem Church. When we read through the entire book of the 1 Corinthians, and include the 2 Corinthians, we know that the Corinthian church is full of problems. Therefore, we don't like to read these two books. Sometimes some pastors even forbid congregation to read these two books. Maybe it is because we don't want our faith to be discouraged by these two these problems, or we don't want to lose our trust to church. However, actually we can keep a positive perspective when we view the problem of Corinthian church and the the problem of all the churches. Church is composed of a group of sinners saved by God, by grace. We are saved by the salvation of Jesus Christ and become a new creation. So the salvation is not just for us to flee from the punishment, but also for us to experience a life of transformation. However, the transformation needs time and sometimes takes long process. Since our new life is under construction, therefore our, ch- our church is still under construction. Therefore, all churches are far from perfect. There are problems in every church. A healthy attitude is not to hide our eyes from this reality but to realize and face our problem and to improve our churches in God's grace. Therefore, we don't need to refuse reading the epistles to Corinthians. On the contrary, reading these two books can help us to learn lessons from the churches in first century and help our church to grow to please God. While Paul responds the first problem in First Corinthians, which is the problem, which is the problem of quarrels and possibly divisions, he points out in chapter one, verse seven, one important message Jesus sent Paul to proclaim Jesus and his cross. He continued to claim in verse 23 that Jews demand signs and the Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. As we mentioned in the beginning, what Paul declares here is Christ and his cross is the core of Christian faith. Based on this message, we can confirm that the, the solution of the church's prob- problem is the Christ and his cross. 
And I would like to share three aspects of meaning today. At first, Paul claimed that uh, that he was sent to preach the gospel and his message is Christ and his Christ. This is the call of the gospel. This is the message of the gospel preached by apostle in the first century and the gospel the church proclaims throughout the entire history. This is also the gospel we preach today whether people accept or not. Only Christ and his Christ provide the power human need, although this gospel is often rejected by humans. Human problems are sensed throughout history. This becomes the motivation for people to seek solution from religions and philosophy. Powerless it's a normal expression. It's a normal expression of the problem of human life. We have no power, and we feel pain. If you don't have power, you cannot study, you cannot play game, you cannot watch TV. But the uh, the problem of powerless within us is a problem uh, bigger than the powerless the electric powers. So we have no power to solve, the problem is we have no power to solve many problems we face. We are powerless to face moral struggle because we know we should be good, but we cannot be good. We are ambitious to achieve our goal in our life, but most of the time we cannot make it. We are powerless to face many challenges in our lives, even we don't face challenges, we still sense powerless inside us in our daily life. So power become the great need for people throughout the history, religions and the philosophical theories attempt to solve the problem of powerlessness. In the first century, two prominent thoughts tries to provide power to solve human problems. Uh, Jews demands miracles. In the old times, God chose Jews to become his, his people. But in Jesus' time, their belief has changed to seek the power or to seek their trust on God's blessing through miracles. Therefore, when Jesus, uh, that, when Jesus performed miracles during his mission, on the one hand, Jewish, Jewish religious leader denied his miracles, say, you are not qualified to, to, to perform miracles, to, you are not qualified to become the prophet or messenger of God. But on the other hand, they continue to ask miracles from Jesus for, for the verification. And Jesus used the miracles of Jonah to, to respond to the challenge of Jewish leaders. This response indirectly point out that the real miracles is his crucifixion and his resurrection. But on the other hand, Greek philosopher thought the source of power is wisdom. Is wisdom. They consider if you have wisdom, you have power. 
For Greek, wisdom shows in full knowledge, in sharp logical thinking and convincing expression. Not just the ancient Greek held this perspective. Such perspective also shows in contemporary world. In Western world, in modern times, things reason is the source of power. So, completely development of reasons is a path for humans to solve all the pro- all of our problems and to lead us to the utopians, to the ideal world. At the time, this thinking reached its peak in 19th centuries. Western world held an optimistic thinking that human world will enter utopians in 20th century. Ironically, two world wars destroy this optimistic thinking. If you are old enough, you will familiar with similar declaration at the end of the 20th century. At that time, one more factor was uh, added, scientific and the te- technical development. So you can see this kind of message from uh, Justice League, from Avenger. A lot of the, techno- uh, the technical and the scientific power were added in these people, so they become the, the hero or the superman. But this elusive thinking once again is struck by 911. Uh, yeah. Here. And the ongoing world chaos. Reason, science, and technology can bring us advantage. However, can they really solve the problem of humans? The answer is obvious when we see, when we look around this world. At first Corinthians, Paul declared, no, Christ and his salvation is the only source of power to solve our problems thoroughly. However, the Christ of the cross of Christ at that time is considered by Jews and Greeks as stumbling block and foolishness. On the contrary, on the contrary, they view the cross of Jesus as weakness and foolishness. When Jesus, uh, when Jews come to arrest Jesus, he did. Jesus did not resist. When he faced the trial, he did not defend for himself. How can someone survive in this way while facing the challenge? Therefore, Jews, con- Jews consider such acting is weakness. How can they trust a man of weakness to lead them to defeat Romans? When Jesus was flogged and marked on the cross, how could he pray for his enemies, say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Greece consider this kind of action is a foolishness. Although Paul addressed, addressed the cross of Jesus Christ that become a stumbling block to Jews and a foolishness to Greeks, he declares, the real power of God shows in the expression that the world views as weakness. Same as the first century, today, when we proclaim the gospel, 
the cross of Christ is not easy to be understood and to be accepted. At our times, not just the world view the cross of Christ as weakness. Sometimes even Christians view the spirit of Jesus Christ as weakness. However, the real power and the wisdom of God shows in the weakness of Christ. Because only the weakness of Jesus Christ on the cross can bring the true power. The true power shows not just in Jesus and our resurrection, but also in changing our life thoroughly and solving our problem thoroughly. No matter how we how the world view the gospel, let us not ashamed to proclaim the cross of Jesus Christ. We are preaching a gospel not to please this world, but to please God. Although this is the world's wisdom consider it foolish, we are there to preach the message of Jesus Christ to the world. Secondly, we can confirm that the Christ of Jesus is the way of our salvation. The cross of Jesus is the only way of human salvation. Salvation can be found no other way. The cross of Jesus Christ is also thorough salvation because the cross of Jesus is fulfilled completely and we don't need any extra effort. When humans in this world seek the ways of solving human problems, most of the religions consider there is no such thing as free lunch. You have to pay something to get salvation. You have find a sacred code, you have make donation, you have be good so that you can earn merit and get the salvation, a blessing from God. The more good works you do, the more credit you earn. These religions may encourage their followers to do good works and to make some contribution, make this world better. However, this thinking produces a few problems. A concept that they, they produce a problem because they produce a concept that the superior dominate and get better opportunity. If you are wealthy, you have better resources to do good, do charity. And that and therefore, you can earn more credit than poor. If you are born in a good family, you receive more love from parents, receive better education, so you are easy to live a moral life and earn, earn more credit. If you are, your family give you bad influence, like the movies, I don't know whether you, you watch the movie The Godfather, you take selfishness for granted and live a life of self-centered even though you want to escape from the bad influence of your family you need to make much more efforts comparing to those who are from so-called good family another problem of obtaining salvation through self-effort is when we consider we obtain salvation through our own works our so-called achievement often bring us price. Actually, price is the source of fall. Price is the cause of evil, and price is the 
chief cause of misery. A little achievement of good works bring us pride, and then pride bring us back to fall again. The essential problem is we cannot be saved by our own works, not by sacred spiritual code, not by money donation, not even by doing good works, because all these achievements is far below God's demand of goodness. We may say, are some good works in our community deserve our appreciation? It may be true, but it depends on the criteria of the demands. When Every time when I drive to Boston downtown, I can see two high-rise buildings in Boston downtown. You know, one is Prudential, the other is John Hancock. Sometimes uh, when we drive from different direct- directions, sometimes I was curious which one is taller, taller than the other. But actually, if we take a plane from Logan Airport, when we uh, take off, we clear the sea, all these two buildings are far below us. So no matter which one is higher. Yeah. And if we view Earth from satellite or moon, we don't see any big building, no matter how high it is. Whether it is Prudential or it is John Hancock, all are nothing from the heaven. The goodness or bad in human worlds are relative. All are nothing from the standard of God. We cannot earn salvation through our own efforts and goodness. On the contrary, Paul emphasized the only way to obtain God's salvation is the work of Jesus on the cross. It's his death and the resurrection. By our faith, our sins are forgiven and our, we are reconciled with God. The message of Christ and his cross remind us this salvation is grace. He pays ransom and we receive this salvation freely. Therefore, we make no credit. There, there is no difference between rich and poor, between able or disabled, between smart or not that smart. This is the reason when Paul emphasized in verse 26, he said, Think of you what you are when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standard. Not many were you were influential, and not many were noble birds. Therefore, this is a reminder that we are saved only by grace. Therefore, for us, nothing to be boast, nothing to pray about. Uh, we need to always keep grateful heart. Based on the grace we mentioned above, we are to recognize that Christ and the cross is the model for us throughout our life. We need to think of this message through the context of the first Corinthians, especially chapter 1, and even through the context of the entire epistles to the Corinthians. Why did Paul declare this message when he wrote this letter to Corinthian churches? 
When we recall the passage we read today, we will agree that Corinthian church is facing the problems of quarrels. The entire book of the first and second Corinthians shows that this church is full of knowledge, wisdom, gift, and even wealth. However, this church is also full of problems. When Paul wrote when Paul wrote the letter to solve their quarrel, he especially emphasized that Jesus Christ and his cross is the core of our faith. Why did Paul claim this message here? I think Paul says that the message of Jesus and his cross is the key to solve their problem. Not just to solve their problem of the quarrels, but also the way to solve all their problem. Or all their problem. Yes, the key to solve the problem of churches and the, to solve all the problem of individual life is to follow Jesus crucified. The key is to imitate Jesus crucified in our life. When more and more brothers and sisters seek to follow this model, we are easier to prevent or to solve the problem of ourselves and our church. Furthermore, when, when Christians live a life following Jesus and his cross, we can bear with effectiveness and the convincing witness to this world. This seems uh, contrary to what I have uh, claimed in the beginning of the sermons, but this is really true. It is a paradox. The witness of Jesus Christ cannot only show through our wars, but also through the witness of our life. We are in a world of full of information, whether it's a fake information or true information. People tend to hold a suspicious perspective to the information among us. Unless we can embody witness through our lives, we cannot convince people to know the gospel, to believe the gospel is true. Therefore, several surveys on why people didn't want to believe in Christianity or why more and more people live in churches one reason shows in almost all the survey, this, the reason is the hypocrisy of Christians and church leaders. Whether we are really hypocrite, these surveys remind us unless we can embody the message of Jesus and his cross in our daily life, we cannot convince others what we proclaim is true and convince them to accept and, and follow Jesus Christ. Therefore, we need to proclaim the message of Jesus and his cross, not just through words, but through our life. What are the embodiment of the life of Jesus and his cross? We can find the teachings and examples all over the Bible. Today I just mentioned a few points. At, at the first, what, uh, what Jesus and his Christ expressed is humility. Humility does not mean that we always feel we know nothing or we can do nothing. Holding this 
perspective among us is not realistic, as we have high grade, uh, uh, good grade in the school, as we uh, graduate from Harvard and MIT, or have high achievement in our vocation. Humility means even though we are smart and talented, we don't fear how important we should be or how we should be respected. Just as C.S. Lewis indicates, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking yourself less. Humility is not fighting for how important I am and for how people should weigh on me and for how much spotlight I should get. Humility means I want to be humble myself to do things others consider unimportant and undeserved. It means we want to give away the spotlight to others. Means we want to give up as the image of Jesus, of the of Jesus' humility in uh, Philippians chapter two, verse five. Uh, he is in every nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, sinking every nature of servant. There is a sister in City Outreach Ministry. He be- she became a professor of MIT when she is, was 30 years old, then became the tenure full professor of MIT before she was 40 years old. But when you come to City Outreach Ministry, you often see her serving at a children's Sunday school, very quiet, very low-key. She did not consider how how proud she is as an MIT full professor. She just gave honor to God. This is the example of Humility. Humility leads us to be the servant as the image of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. In, in the Gospel of, of Mark. And for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. We do see an image of humble servant in the Gospel of Mark. After Jesus heals people with miracle, he always asks them, to tell this to no one. This means he tell them, my intention to heal you is not is to help you and to serve you rather than to show him of myself. I see this is the humble example, is a serving example of Jesus Christ. Thirdly, is deny ourselves. Live not a life focusing on ourselves but willing to make ourselves nothing. A life of self-denial is a life of giving, a life of for others, not for self. In Corinthians, when members receive the spiritual gift of tongue, they always tell others, see, I can speak tongues and you cannot, so I'm superior to you. But Paul say, no, you seek seek Spiritual gift to benefit others, not to show of yourself. A life of self-denial is a life of submitted to God and therefore willing to live for others. 
A life of self-denial is a life of loving God and therefore willing to love others. Further, the model of Jesus Christ includes kindness and forgiveness. As Jesus' prayer on the cross when she was opposed, betrayed, and persecuted, such a response is, is unlike members of Corinthian church quarreling to each other, making division because they want to show they are superior to or better than others. A missionary and a scholar, Stephen Neal, indicates that the difference between Jesus and Muhammad is the forgiveness and the revenge. When Muhammad was expelled from Mecca, his response is eyes for eyes, teeth for teeth, violence for violence. But when Jesus was on the cross, his response, response is forgiveness and kindness. This is clearly the difference between Christian faith and the Islamic faith. So, if a, a Christians use the same way to treat all Muslims when, when the way Islam, Islamic terrorists treat others, we are not transforming them, but they are transforming us. I have no time to speak more, but uh, at last, uh, we can consider, uh, we can conclude the spirit of all the characters is love. As Paul addressed in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God demonstrated his own love for us in the death of Christ when we were still sinners. This is the order of Jesus gave us at the night before his days. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Every summer, the College of Arts and Science of Boston College choose some, uh, choose some seniors before their graduation and grant them an honor. This honor is called the Order of the Cross and Crown. The meaning of this award is the crown is, is Crown or the honor is through the path of the cross. The meaning of the cross and crown inspired us to follow our Lord and to walk a path of cross for our Lord. Wish we are willing to walk a path of humiliate, self-denial, serving, forgiveness and kindness because this is the model our Jesus Christ set up for us because this is the path to receive the eternal reward of God. We are in a world of atmosphere full of competition. We are in a world eagerly to craving and grabbing worldly honor. Let us, Christ followers, to live in different way so that we can make witness to this world. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you to confess that we are so weak. We are so easy to self-center. We are easy to selfless, uh, selfness. Every time when we are in such a struggle, 
we pray that Jesus, the image of Jesus Christ and his cross show in front of us so that we can be uh, inspired by you again, so that we can learn from his mother, so that we can live a life, follow your example. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Please rise and respond when we stand up. There's really nothing else we have except for the cross of Christ.